joining us now from the uh, from the uh, Fort Worth Star Telegram. And uh, Drew, this is a um, it was a pleasure to see you earlier. Um, I you know it's too bad we're doing this by phone since we're staying in the same media hotel, but. <laughs> but uh, you're kind of uh, well, actually you're I think you're at the full service Marriott right down the street uh, having a big time. Uh, it's Drew, uh, you've you've covered this thing several times. Do, does this one feel uh, maybe as deep as ever? I know Oklahoma State sadly can't be involved in this one, but even this eight nine game tonight, these are teams that are capable of beating most of the other teams in the conference. Do you feel like this is about as even and deep a tourney as we've had in several years? Yeah, Matt, I, I do, and, and it's always good to be here. But, yeah, it should be in person, I guess. But, uh, but no, I mean, it is a very deep Big 12. I think that's the strength of the league this year is just how good 1-10 to 10 is. You know, all of them are above-average teams, especially if you look at the net rankings compared to some of the other uh, conferences, power five and whatnot. So it is, you know, a deep conference. And I think, you know, I, tonight's game, I think it should be a good game and, and a close game. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's just going to be hard for a team to win that extra fourth game to win four games in four days to, to make a run. But I, I do think any of the teams uh, playing tomorrow can do it. Yeah, um, you're right. I, the the four, team, four games in four days, Baylor had a go at it years ago and finally ran out of gas. And um, I don't think it's ever happened, but that's a, uh, that, that's a fun thing to, to kind of think about. Um, this TCU thing, and you've covered this team and, and getting to know Jamie Dixon over the years – I, that, that that was fascinating to me this year. I mean, they were in pretty good shape, then you know went in the ditch. Did you see the the the, the Tech beating Tech and then beating Kansas, uh, two straight huge wins? Did that just shock you? I mean, or did, had you seen enough of this team to think they were capable of doing something like that? Uh, the the Tech win didn't shock me. I, I think they you know, kind of showed they were capable. And I actually think they're capable of doing a lot more, especially if they get hot from three-point range. And, and I just go back to that first game against uh, Baylor, Matt, you know, when uh, uh, Mike Miles got injured in the second half. But TCU was bleeding at halftime. And, and at that point, they kind of showed that, hey, we've got the team that has the ability to, to hang with some of these top teams in the country. So, at that point, I, you know, so it wasn't shocking to see, uh, you, you know, them beat Texas Tech. I, I was surprised they were able to knock off Kansas, especially with KU coming off the loss to Baylor and Waco. Um, you know, I thought, I actually thought winning at Allen Fieldhouse, as crazy as it might have sound, might have been easier if, you know, they won the first game just with the mindset of it's hard to beat a team twice in three days. And obviously, uh, TC gave KU a run for their money at, at Allen, Allen Fieldhouse, but uh, but no, I mean this team—they're they're long, they're lengthy. You know, they beat LSU. I really think they're a pretty athletic team, especially you know maybe one of the more athletic teams in in the Big Twelve. Uh, and, and I think they're going to be a tough out come March. You know, Ball is a player that I've kind of like. I, Mikey Miles, being from Dallas, um, you know. 
love what he does, but uh, this this team does have a little balance to it. I mean, I it's uh, it's funny when you think about Jamie Dixon. It, we thought we all thought it was a really good hire, and he was a great player at TCU. It seemed like a tremendous fit, and it just the timing seemed right. He's never truly capitalized on everything. This has been an interesting season because, like a lot of coaches, he had to kind of get a lot of moving parts in place. Um, do, you, do you have you seen signs that Jamie? I mean, this is again. Think about Texas last year with Shaka. They they won the tournament and still the guy gets you know that basically they shove him out. Were there times this year where you thought this could be Jamie Dixon's last season at TCU? Uh, yes and no. I, I mean, I, I thought it would take a really bad year, you know, for TCU to, to, you know, consider making a change. But if you look at two years ago, they went 16 and 16, lost to K-State, and actually one of the last college basketball games played at uh, uh, b- before COVID shut down and everything. And then last year was the, the first losing season of Jamie Dixon's career. And, and obviously, you know, from a TCU standpoint, going 12 and 14 or, or whatever they ended up last year is not terrible you know i mean they've had some really bleak years so you know yeah. as far as tcu is concerned you know that's not um you know a, a horrendous season by any stretch but I, I will say i think this year this team is the most uh jamie dixon like pit team that he's had in six years at tcu just their their physicality the how, how they play down low uh, the rebounding ability, things like that. I, I do think this is the most Jamie Dixon type team he's been able to, or, or roster he's been able to assemble uh, in, in his time at TCU. Is is Miles? You've been around him a lot. Is is he? I'm trying to think in my mind what his ceiling is as a basketball player. Is is his ceiling? like a Desmond Bain type player could he ever become that i mean he obviously can fill it up what you've seen his ups and downs like how where where could he uh end up and is he uh i and i guess the best news for TCU is it's not like he has to have 25 points it's great when he does but they have developed some more talent around him but i mean where where have, where is the trajectory of this guy's career in your mind yeah, I, I mean, I certainly think he's got NBA potential. Um, he, and like with any player, you know, he, he's not a LeBron James type talent. I mean, he's going to have to get in the right system and find the right organization who can develop and, and utilize his skills the best. Um, and, and, but, I, you know, he's more of a guy who can get to the rim and penetrate. Uh, he, he does have an ability to knock down some outside shots, but he, he's not – the shooter that Desmond Bain uh, is in terms behind the arc, and um, but I, I do think he he's a better defender. He's taking does have to cut down on his turnovers. I mean, you know, he, he makes them really savvy. Also, be prone to, to turning it over uh, occasionally. So. Uh, but I, I do think his, his ceiling is kind of a, a NBA type guy if he's in the right situation. Um, I, I do think he probably needs at least one more year in college. Uh, so we'll we'll kind of see where where that 
leads this offseason. But, but, yeah, no question about it. Mike Miles is, you know, kind of the best player on TCU's team. They're going to go as far as he can take them. Drew Davidson joining us for Fort Worth Star-Telegram, covers the Horn Frogs and, uh, and has been a good friend for a lot of years. Drew, it's still incredibly weird to imagine Gary Patterson in Austin with the Longhorns, and then especially that picture that kind of went viral of him squatting down, flashing the hook'em horn sign. Do you think for most TCU fans, is that obviously they're excited about Sonny and what's to come, but how how just surreal and weird is that, do you feel like, for TCU grads and fans to to see a picture like that? On top of it just being a weird-looking picture. <laughs> right. Well, it definitely is a weird-looking picture. And, and actually, in the, <laughs> he, he, he takes the photo with O'Shawn Mathis, uh, former TCU yeah. defensive end who's in the transfer portal who, I mean, let's be real, all, all signs point to him going to Texas. I mean, he, he grew up from outside of Austin and, and uh, Maynard, I believe. So uh, so, so all, all signs point to it. But, yeah, it, it does sting, I think, TCU fans to see Gary flashing the hook him. But, uh, you, you know, at the same time, TCU fans, it was just time for a change, so to speak. And, and I think a lot of TCU fans, you know, we're okay with, hey, it's it's time to move on. Gary's had a great run, but, you know, we, we've been sub-500 the last three, four years under him. Um, so, you know, kind of get a new voice, a new coach. Uh, but, yeah, you know, obviously if you rank the schools where Gary could end up, right behind Baylor would have been Texas. So, <laughs> they, uh, you know, he, he, he went to one of the schools, you know, they probably would not have preferred him at, but at the end of the day, I mean, Gary's got to do what he feels best for his career, and, and obviously we've seen a lot of guys in those roles, uh, you know, land head coaching jobs again. I mean, Sonny Dykes was an analyst under Gary uh, after his Cal days, and, and obviously, you know, Jerry Kill landed at New Mexico State with a similar role under Gary, so uh, so it's worked out, and, and I think it made sense. I mean, stays in the Big 12, three-hour drive from Fort Worth and, and all the above. So, um, but yeah, that doesn't mean it sits well with some TCU fans. All right, Drew, let's um, let's make sure that you uh, don't have too much fun in the Power and Light uh, District tonight because that is an early tip tomorrow, uh, 11.30 local time, 11.30 uh, central. So, uh, you know, you know, get, get your rest and then be prepared for that, but yeah. then you'll have the rest of the day. So I, I think I think you're going to enjoy that early start. Yeah, I, I don't mind it, Matt. You know, I, it's nice, especially our, our editors are thrilled that you know it's it's deadline friendly, as you know, back in your newspaper days. Uh, but you know, the women play at 8 p.m., so uh, you know I, I can't have two. You know, there, there's a nice break there, but you know, I'll uh, you know what won't be able to do too much until after the women uh tip off all right well if uh let's see eleven thirty start our old friend gil leberton would have filed by about 10 p.m right yeah well if it, if it was an 11 p.m deadline he's in a 10 58 <laughs> <laughs> all right even if all right well, Drew, at, uh, at 1 p.m <laughs> it's exactly right. All right, well, have uh, have a good dinner tonight, and I will uh, I'll see you in the morning. Okay. 
All right. Thanks, Matt. See you. There he goes. Uh, Drew Davidson, uh, uh, four-star telegram.